Welcome back to the Celts Are Here podcast. We are delighted to be joined by a special guest today, Daniel Christofferson, who is joining us from Sweden at the moment, yes? Yes. Stockholm, is that right? Yep. Good man. Um, great Celtic connection with, with Sweden, Daniel, as you probably know, Henrik Larsson. I've got Carl Starfelt at this, this point in time too, and you were one of the guys who first broke the story on Celtic's interest um, this week in Siad. Haksibanovic, um, just to kind of kick off, where did this come from? Because I noticed a few weeks ago in the press that there was interest from Celtic. When did you first kind of get wind of this uh, move? Yeah, there, there was interest uh, before two weeks ago, but they uh, they couldn't um, uh, afford to to get him out of Russia. It's a bit, been a problem for, for Haksibanovic because the club wants... Uh, uh, big sum for him, big uh, big uh, amount, uh, and that's why the deal was off two weeks ago. And uh, what I've heard, it was that he was going to start train with Drew Gordon on Monday, so he maybe could uh, come back. But then uh, he said no because the Celtics are Celtic are in the race again, and they probably they are very close to to agreement with Ruben Kassan so that's why he didn't come back to train with Drew Gordon as first was decided so um, that's uh, <laughs> how it is now and i think the the deal will be done uh, i would be very surprised if he doesn't show up in, in glasgow uh, the upcoming days but you never know the the, the last thing i heard was that the agreement was very close so yeah i think yeah if the deal goes through, I think it's a fantastic move for for Haksabana, which I think, yeah, uh, I what I've heard, he he wanted to go to Celtic badly. Uh, he he have seen uh, you know the Swedish player who has been there before, Mikael Lustig, Karl Starfelt, Johan Mjelby, Henrik Larsson. So yeah, and and also the the chance to get uh, to play Champions League uh, was the was I think that's why he. He, he wants a uh, move very badly. Yeah, Celtic obviously straight in um, this year, unlike previous years where we've had to go through uh, qualifying rooms. Just to kind of go back to, to Jude Gardens, am I correct in saying that he was there on loan for a spell when the, yeah. the, the Russian clubs were, were forced to kind of move players out? Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. And that, um, when he signed so, for Hugh Gordon, it was a big surprise because we thought that Siad Haksabanovic is too good for Al Svenskan. He's too big a uh, player to play in Hugh Gordon. And also it was a surprise because he had played in North Shopping before. Uh, but I know he has a good uh, relationship with the sporting director in, in Hugh Gordon, Bruce Andersson. So he, he managed to get uh, get a loan deal and uh, for a short short time. And you know the the Jurgen Fast was delighted to to have a play like him, and he, yeah, he shown the, he he was a little bit you know he hadn't played games for a while when he came, but when he was as best, he's yeah he's he's uh, dominated the the games, and he was very very um uh, good for for Euro Gordon so uh, I know that Euro fans was still hoping that uh, for a couple of days is still hoping that uh, it could be a chance for him he hasn't signed anywhere he hasn't been um uh, officially presented as as a, a player somewhere so I know that they they had a hope that he would play for Euro Gordon but now it seems like uh, yeah uh, they have accepted that he, he he's too good for for Allsvenskan and Swedish football and uh, Celtic would be a, a match made in heaven, if you say so. 
Yeah, it's a, a league he appears to know quite well, having played for a few d different teams in, in Sweden. Um, has he been staying in Sweden after everything that's happened in Russia? Has he went back to, to live in Sweden? I know he represents Montenegro. And yeah, he has been now. I think yes. He, he when he was uh, when he ended the loan deal in in Djurgården, he was back to Montenegro, I think, for vacation or something. Uh, but he he has uh, yeah had a good connection with Sweden and and you know in 2017 we uh, every was uh, in here in Sweden was very uh, yeah we we thought it was a pity that he chose to play for Montenegro because uh, in 2017 uh, Haxa when he played in Halmstad was ranked as the second best talented player after Alexander Isak so. Um, it was a very um, blow for, for Swedish football that he chose to play for Montenegro. And I know that the Swedish national team has learned from that because they haven't, uh, in for like five years ago, the, the Swedish uh, FA hasn't had that many connections with the players who, who can play for two or three countries. And uh, and when Haxabanovic chose to play for Montenegro, it was like a wake-up call for all the Swedish FA because seeing a such talented player uh, who has played for Swedish under-17, under-19, go away to play for Montenegro. It was a big, big, uh, uh, yeah, it's a waste for Swedish football. So uh, then they started to to have more, uh, like, connection with the players who could play for three or four countries. Uh, they started to call them, started to have connections with their, with their where they started to call, uh, connections with the family and stuff like that. So they have, they have learned a big lesson from that. You spoke about his time at Hamstads and that obviously got him his move to the Premier League and to West Ham, but he kind of failed to make an impact. There was a loan move to Spain. Um, I might be right in saying that he went back to Sweden at the time. Why do you think it didn't work out for him in England? Do you yeah, think he was just he, too, you young, know, too young yeah, at that point? Yeah, to Halmstad then, they were, they were a team like uh, uh, who was, uh, yeah, if you say the bottom of the Allsvenska, maybe top of the second division. It was a too big step. Uh, it is a, a, a way to 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 big step for for Haxabana, which then he was a fantastic talented player then. But if you look at the squad West Ham had then, uh, it was uh, very very good players. There are Nautovic, you know they they um, had bought uh, players for like yeah millions of millions. So I, of course. When you get the contract from from Premier League and West Ham as a as a young Swedish player playing in Allsvenskan, you know it's no no not much player not many players will have that opportunity. So I understand that he said no, but if you look back, I think I thought that he, he should be maybe a move to Hull, uh, Holland or uh, something like that. Then. Uh, not the big club like West Ham and the Premier League was too big. So, yeah, and then a loan spent to Malaga. It was was wasn't a success there. But then he came to came back to Norrköping and uh, dominated. He was outstanding in Allsvenskan. Uh, his yeah international touch, good technique, pace. Uh, yeah, everything. You know the the uh, yeah he's yeah he was too good for Allsvenskan even. Three, two, three years ago. Yeah, you say about that move back to to Sweden from from West Ham. Then obviously, made, made the the move to to Ruben Kazan. From what you've said there, I, I take that move to to Russia came at no surprise for for anybody that was no. watching him because of his talent. No, no, no. It was a surprise. Uh, it, it, uh, then it was the uh, talking about uh, uh, even bigger clubs. Then maybe a, a move back to to. Uh, 
to to Premier League and there was some interest from from uh, the uh, the bottom half of the Premier League. I know it has some interest in Turkey. It was rumors about Spain, but. Uh, he, he got to Russia. Yeah, he, of course, it was the biggest sale for uh, in. It was the second biggest transfer in the Alsvenska history. He went for I think six million pounds. Uh, that and that was the second biggest after Alexander Isak. Uh, Alexander Isak's move to Borussia Dortmund. So it was very big news here. Big uh, money for him and Rubin Kazan. Uh, and he had a yeah pretty pretty good time I think in Russia. But you know. There have been some chaotic <laughs> years there, uh, there also. So, yeah, I think um, he, uh, yeah, it was big news then, and he had a fantastic spell in Allsvenskan. Yeah, and just with the the combination of factors that have happened in recent months, yeah. he has that chance to to now move on from from Russia. Do you think that Celtic's going to get a bit of a, a cut price deal just because of the, the situation that Ruben Kazan possibly find themselves in at this point in time? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, I know he's uh, valued uh, much higher than the, the price tag is now for Celtic. You know, they're desperate for money in Ruben Kazan. They have been relegated. Uh, yeah, if you heard uh, the president or the, the sporting director speak, they, mm. you see, uh, you can read uh, between the lines that they are need, uh, need money. So I think it will, uh, will be a bargain for, for Celtic. Uh, they've had a... Uh, but yeah, I know that uh, there was uh, uh, another price tag uh, some weeks ago. But they realized that if we're going to get some money, we have to to let him go for uh, not the, the market value of him as it has to be lower. Yeah, and as you see, he wants to move, so that kind of exactly it's pushing, pushing for a move. Yeah, yeah, and Celtic obviously have had previous dealing with Ruben Kazan, as that was where Carol Starfield um, made the move from. So hopefully that might. I've added yeah. a wee bit extra in. Um, j- just in terms of his time at Ruben Kazan, where would you say he plays well? What, what position would you say he's most suited to? Or is he one of these players that c- can play anywhere and will yeah, turn he, up in the big games? Yeah, he can play play um, anywhere on the midfield, I think. But of course, it's an offensive position. He can play on the wing. He's very good when he can uh, get sort of a free role from the, from the wing and came into the central. Uh, he can play uh, as number ten. He can play uh, just left and uh, both left and the right wing. Um, he can play attacker also, but uh, in central. But that's not his good position. Uh, he should play as a playmaker uh, uh, or a winger who can, uh, yeah, uh, good. He has good technique, good passing, can set up goals. He has good. Uh, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's good technique and can shoot well. And uh, yeah, I think uh, they can use him in in uh, every offensive position uh, in uh, in in attack. Yeah, I think something that the Celtic manager Ange Postecoglou was talking about was bringing in a versatile player, and I think he suits yeah. that bill at this point in time. Celtic do have quite a lot of very good wingers just now, um, but since Tom Rodgers left. Um, He's not found a club yet. Celtic are kind of probably a bit short, certainly as a, a playmaker, a, kind of number 10, as you would call it, an attacking midfield. But I think over the course of a season, with how many games Celtic are going to have to play, Champions League and domestically, I think his yeah. profile probably suits the club perfectly. Because I think from everything yeah. that you've said so far, he's going to challenge. He's hungry. And at 23, he's probably still got a good bit of time to develop. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. And I think uh, Celtic is just a, a step for him to develop, play in the Champions League. And he, he can be sold for uh, from Celtic in one or two years for like, yeah, very, very big money. Because uh, what I've seen, also, uh, the Scottish League is good. Celtic is a fantastic team. But uh, I think he's, uh, if in two or two years he can go to a Premier League club and like 10 million pounds or 20 million pounds if he... He, he got it well. And I think Celtic is a per- perfect step for him. It's not too big step from Russia to go to Celtic. He gets the chance to win titles. He gets the chance to play in Europe, show his talent for, for other clubs. And, you know, Celtic have had the history of selling um, players abroad uh, to, to for bigger big money. So, yeah, perfect uh, step for him. Yeah, I think that's kind of one of Celtic's main aims is to bring players in, develop them, and then try and uh, move them on. And his profile suits that. Do you think it will bother him at all that he's coming into a side that there all probably is players who are already, you know, uh, likely to, to start games? He's probably happy to go in there and challenge them and will be happy for that challenge. Yeah, I think so. And uh, and he's easy trained also. I think when it comes to Jurgen, it took some took some games to him to be match fit, to be the best of Seat Haksabanovic. But I think he needs some uh, weeks to get in shape. Uh, he hasn't played football uh, games in 90 minutes for some time. So, But I think uh, that time, he, 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 the, I think the, the coach will let him have it if, if, he, if the deal goes through. I think... Uh, He's the guy who's working hard. Also, his mentality is uh, very strong. He is, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, if you speak to his uh, teammates in Djurgården, he's uh, always training extra, always standing, uh, maybe alone uh, after the after trainings to uh, train on set pieces and everything. So fantastic mentality of the player and. Uh, yeah, a uh, little bit of uh, Swedish mentality also. Always set the team first, uh, always work hard for the team and never give up. Give up. So it's a little bit of... Uh, uh, you can uh, not in any way compare him to Johan Mjelby in, in playing style and, and uh, handling the ball or stuff like that. But uh, when the, uh, if you can compare the mentality, I think maybe Johan Mjelby is a, Johan Mjelby is a ex- ex- exception with the mentality, but maybe a little bit like him uh, with the mentality Seat had. Yeah, um, I actually interviewed Chris Sutton a, a couple of weeks ago and he'd put Johan Mjelby down as the, the hardest trainer at the club, always up front, and he obviously... Uh, the king of kings, Henrik Larsson, is a phenomenal trailer. So it seems to be a, a kind of a Swedish trait. You mentioned set pieces. There is he a bit of a set piece expert. Uh yeah, but not a set set piece uh, pieces expert as uh, what do you say, uh, Ronaldinho or uh, like someone who, but he has a good foot. He has a good. He can uh, corners. He t- took in 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 uh, Norrköping. He took uh, free kicks. But yeah. Set pieces expert maybe is uh, uh, you I I would not say but he's good at set pieces they g- yeah. get a good serve there if you say so yeah that that will do us I think um, just in terms of that mentality Ange Postecoglou places a big emphasis on character and the, the right profile the right kind of player do you think that will fit with, with what Ange has been saying you've spoken there about his desire to improve get better this deal kind of seems like a match made in heaven from everything you've said there yeah i think so also because i think uh there it seems like they have done their research good of seat haksabanovic because if you look at the team he he was in jurgården uh they're pre- pretty much built 
uh, in the same way, you know, the sporting director Bos Andersson and, and the coaches uh, Thomas Lagerlöf and Kim Bergstrand always brings in players with the right mentality. They look, of course, they look at his quality on the football field, and of course, they look at the, yeah, how talented they are. But as much as they look at that, they look maybe even more that they are team players. They came in because they Jurgen is, is uh, you know, fa- known in Sweden. Not for the like uh, individual talented of the players or based their team success on one or two players. Uh, Jurgen is, is known uh, in uh, years ago or, or the years now to to build the, the, the team spirit, the, the, that they work hard for each other, the mentality of the players should be right. Uh, so uh, I think in that way he came, he comes to pretty much the same coach and uh, that will yeah that's not a, that's a very good sign for for Celtic yeah I think his stats looking that is that short loan spell was 11 appearances to us two goals to assist so you know contributing a decent part to the team that's only hopefully going to get better the more the more game time he gets someone who was linked um with Celtic early on in the transfer window you'll know this being a football reporter there's always going to be links I think it was just natural that Jordan Larson was going to be linked with Celtic due to his dad and whatnot how would you compare both players very different I know Jordan Larson likes to play through the middle yeah. a lot more but but how would you compare both of these because it's probably a question that some Celtic fans will be wondering yeah I think Jordan Larson is more a bit of a striker a goal getter and not so what do you say, versatile. Uh, Sead Haksabanovic can uh, can have a good serve, he can take corners, he can take set pieces, he can play in the attack, he can play in the wings. He's more versatile there, he can go in many other uh, uh, positions. He can he has more developed, if you say, uh, I would say the passing game uh, cannot be compared to Sead Haksabanovic has a fantastic um, view of the game. Uh, so I think uh, they're the, yeah, the speed is pr- pretty much the same. Uh, Jordan Larson is have have good speed. He's fast. Sierra Haksbanovic is also fast. But Sierra Haksbanovic, I always compare with uh, with, with uh, a good Eden Hazard. He has the the step and the 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 the, the, uh, the way to not Eden Hazard as he, as he plays now. I would say, but but uh, when he was as his best, you know the the pace and uh, and the chance to to go. Go behind his his guy uh, and uh, the the competitors. I think that you can compare them, but uh, it's hard to compare Jordan Larson with Sead Haksabanovic. I, I would think Sead Haksabanovic is a uh, one step up, if if you say so, in in uh, terms of passing, in terms of deliver his uh, his uh, teammates in a good position. Yeah, that kind of suits. I think everything that, that Celtic will be looking for and trying to get out of him just in terms of his kind of career overall before we kind of wrap up he's had all these loan moves out there's been very short stints at different clubs do you think this just might be the right time for him just now at 23 to go somewhere whether it's for, for two years three years be settled have a coach in Ange Postacoglu who I'm sure will have faith in him develop his game yeah. and you know get better as a player improve and then as you said earlier on maybe look for that bigger move elsewhere in, in the coming years 
Yeah, I think the best the best thing for Seal Haxabanov is, is, is to now to write a long long term contract. Three and four or five years would be the best thing for him, so he can settle down. He can get some calm in his uh, career, not uh, go uh, from yeah, he has been on loan spells, he's been on Nordsjöping, Jurgården. Uh, I think now what he's looking for is to to get uh, a little bit settled down, um, uh, sign a, a long term contract so he, he can get confident, so he don't uh, feel the hurry to to develop fast and uh, deliver, so he can take time uh, to 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 develop in a in a long term. So I think uh, yeah, it would be great for him to sign four or five years. That would be the best for him. Yeah, I think. Probably Celtic might use him in, in various different positions. Do you think it'll be quite seamless moving, say, in a game if he maybe starts on the the left hand side, be able to move into that right hand side in the game through? It's something that Celtic do just now where the left winger and the right winger switch halfway through the game. Do you think that's something he'd be quite comfortable with? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I've, I think also the winger, the wing position is his main uh, main where he's the strongest. Who we can. Um, go through his guy and go through the competitors, and yeah, he could, uh, yeah. Also, if he got the freedom to 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 have a, like a free role to go in central and attack there, so I think that's. But if if he's uh, he he will start at the wing, I think the is the the best for him. Yeah, and hopefully we will see him in the coming weeks if he does get that deal over the line. As you say, I'm sure it will take yeah. him a wee bit of time to get up to up to speed if he's not been playing. Um, football, but um, Daniel, I can only thank you for your time uh, this afternoon no and joining me on the Celts Are Here podcast. Hopefully, um, we get him in, and I'm sure you'll be keeping us um, up to date with updates on, on Twitter if people aren't following you. Um, yeah. Your name's here to follow. So, Daniel and Stockholm, thank you for joining me on the Celts Are Here 